This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Rachel's last run. They've got a car out there running over multiple children. The high school track star mowed down with her teammates. The police unit, multiple kids have been run over by a car. Several kids were just run over by a vehicle. Then... 90210 actress Shannon Darty's disturbing revelation. I have stage four, so my cancer came back. First Limbaugh, now her, and what a mess. Chaos and confusion. Truly stunning meltdown. This is a disaster. Plus, after Harvey Weinstein's accuser breaks down on the witness stand. Shocking new testimony, the actress who says Weinstein tricked her into a threesome. Then, Super Bowl secrets just posted. J-Lo's special moments with her daughter, minutes before the halftime show. And stolen ATM epidemic. Brazen thefts. ATM machines hauled away. One after another. This was gone. Gone. All gone. Then lost for five days. I think I got him. Found floating on his back on a life preserver. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Diane McInerney. In today for Deborah, a stunning announcement. Actress Shannon Doherty from Beverly Hills 90210 fame is telling the world she is battling stage four breast cancer. She spoke out today on what happens to be World Cancer Day. Beverly Hills 90210 actress Shannon Doherty is in tears as she reveals her breast cancer has returned after three years, and it's stage four. It's a bitter pill to swallow in a lot of ways. It's not fair. Why oh, me? Definitely why me? days where I say, why me? And then I go, well, why not me? Who else? Her announcement this morning on GMA comes the day after 69-year-old conservative talk radio host Rush Limbaugh announced on his show that he's battling advanced lung cancer. I have to tell you something today that I wish I didn't have to tell you. Doherty was first diagnosed five years ago and was declared cancer-free in 2017. My first reaction is always concern about how am I going to tell my mom, my husband. You're worried about everyone else around you. I think so. We spoke today to legendary figure skater Scott Hamilton, who has battled testicular cancer and three brain tumors. Educate yourself on what you're going through and don't be afraid to look at every possible option. Every option. Messages of support are streaming in for the 48-year-old actress and for the conservative radio personality. But in Limbaugh's case, there has also been a lot of nasty reactions on social media. We don't agree, but... Nobody should be going through that. No. But we're people, right? We're people that, 
you know, where somebody's son or, you know, husband or father or uh, sister, aunt, whatever, we're, we have an identity. Hamilton has a new children's book, Fritzy Finds a Hat, with illustrations by country superstar Brad Paisley. He hopes the book will be a tool to help parents talk to their kids about cancer. And he also has a message for Shannon Doherty and Rush Limbaugh. There's things coming out every single day. I mean, there's, there's, there's miracles. And Hamilton's book, Fritzy Finds a Hat, hits bookshelves today with all the proceeds going to cancer research. A total mess. That's just one of the embarrassing headlines today in the wake of all that chaos over the delay in announcing a winner in the Iowa caucus due to a technical glitch with counting the votes. Out of zeros. Utter chaos and confusion. We still don't know what the yes, heck is I going can, on. Uh, what a mess. They've this never seen anything like it. This was not the plan. They, they, like, something is clearly off from the plan. The timeline played out on national TV. Zero percent after 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Four years ago, at this hour, 90 percent of the results were in. 11.17 p.m. and Senator Amy Klobuchar gets fed up with waiting. We know there's delays, but we know one thing. We are punching above our weight. 11.30 p.m., it's Joe Biden's turn. Well, it looks like it's going to be a long night. Pete Buttigieg actually claimed victory with zero returns. By all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. Morning came and still nothing. The winner is we have no idea hours after the end of these caucuses. The headlines are embarrassing. Iowa meltdown, caucus chaos, Des Moines. Of course, President Trump pounced on the debacle, calling the Democratic caucuses an unmitigated disaster. Bernie Sanders expressing his frustration as he made his way to the next contest, New Hampshire. So I think the people of Iowa have done their duty, and unfortunately, I, I think the Democratic Party here in Iowa has been negligent in not getting us timely results. So what happened? A new app that was set to make the voting outcome easier and more accurate had a coding error. The fiasco may spell the end for Iowa and other caucuses coming up later this year. Iowa will do the country a favor. They're going to move to primary. I think we've just learned it, it's done. In other news today, we're learning more about the deadly incident in which a pickup truck plowed into a high school cross-country team. There are now two students whose lives were cut short while out on what became their last run. Star runner Rachel Freeman and a teammate lost their lives when a pickup truck ran the team down during a practice run. They've got a car out there running over multiple children. We're going to need several ambulances. two or three started this way, please. Rachel Freeman was a gifted athlete at her school outside Oklahoma City. I fell in love with the sport and with the team. We just all get along so well. Authorities say the driver plowed into the cross-country team on a sidewalk during their regular after-school training. It happened two blocks from school. Without hesitation or second thought, our students were there with their friends and began life-saving tactics, including CPR. I have the suspect detained. The suspect, Max Townsend, has been charged with manslaughter and leaving the scene. Drunk driving may be a factor, cops said. In a bizarre twist, the accused driver suffered his own tragedy just the day before, when his 29-year-old son was killed in a car wreck. Police are unable to say right now if Max Townsend was impaired due to grief. Has he said it all if, if he he is, uh, as far as questioning or anything like that, we don't have that right now. Now, two other families are suffering an unimaginable loss.
Four other students were injured. The school district tweeted that their hearts are heavy as they process the tragedy. There was more shocking testimony today in the Harvey Weinstein trial. Two different actresses have taken the stand, telling of a disturbing encounter with the movie mogul in a Beverly Hills hotel that left one of them fleeing in tears. Our Stephen Fabian has details. Another day of graphic testimony in the trial of disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. An Italian actress, Emanuela Posticini, told the jury about a three-way sexual encounter with Weinstein and one of his accusers, actress Jessica Mann. She said it happened in February 2013 at the Montage Hotel in Beverly Hills and ended abruptly when Jessica Mann fled in tears. Jessica left the room running away crying. I went after her and I remember crying and begging, Posticini said. She was in the fetal position and so I just tried to tell her she wasn't alone. I was there with her. Asked what Weinstein did, she said, I remember him saying, what is she doing? Like he was surprised. He wasn't expecting that. Pasticini played Sasha Baron Cohen's girlfriend in the Showtime series, Who is America? Punking celebrities like O.J. Simpson. She said you're very handsome. Under cross-examination, she admitted she had other sexual encounters with Weinstein. He was big in Hollywood. I wanted to be on good terms with him, she said. This is another woman who engaged in consensual relations with Harvey Weinstein, and she's owning it on cross-examination, saying that, yes, she didn't want to have relations with Harvey Weinstein, but she said she did because it would help her career. 34-year-old Jessica Mann returned to the stand today for a third grueling day of cross-examination. Last night, she was seen grasping a red stress ball to relieve the tension. Jessica Mann admitted today that years after she claimed she was raped by Weinstein, she continued to turn to him for emotional support after breaking up with two boyfriends and after her father died. She said their last sexual encounter took place in 2017, shortly after Weinstein's mother died. He needed to be consoled. I get there and he's naked on the bed because he wanted to do something sexual. It brought back bad memories. Harvey Weinstein has pled not guilty. And everyone is still buzzing about the Super Bowl and that amazing halftime performance. Now Jennifer Lopez is sharing a new video of what happened moments before she took to the stage. And it's only one of the Super Bowl secrets now revealed. It's J-Lo in an animal print crop top and spandex pants, out to lunch with her mother in Miami after earning raves for her Super Bowl halftime performance. Congratulations on an amazing show. How proud were you of Emma? She did amazing. So did you. Thank you. Her fiance, Alex Rodriguez, joined them. Jennifer Lopez also just released videos showing the final moments before she took the stage. She embraces her 11-year-old daughter, Emmy, and greets the thrilled little girls who are about to join her in the show. She layers on her costumes, gets a final touch-up, and leads a prayer for all the backup dancers. Emmy claps her hands in excitement. J-Lo punches the air to pump herself up, then charges up the stairs. It's showtime. 
JLo reveals on Instagram, the inspiration for my entrance was to represent women being on top of the world. She's also explaining the powerful moment when Emmy and the other girls positioned themselves in cages, which was interpreted as an attack on the separation of families at the southern border. All I want my girls, the little girls on stage with me and all over the world to know is how to use their voices and be proud of everything they are. We are proud to recognize that all of us together are what makes this beautiful country truly great. As to the meaning behind Shakira's tongue wag that became the meme of the night, it's a traditional Arabic expression of joy and celebration, a nod to Shakira's Lebanese heritage. And we're learning more about that bizarre moment when a scantily clad model tried to streak the Super Bowl. Security pinned her down and escorted her out when she flashed the packed arena. Her name is Kelly K. Green, and she's a 27-year-old Instagram model. She was held on trespassing charges and released on a $1,000 bond. Out of jail None the worse for wear, judging by the video she posted afterwards. Apparently, it was all a publicity stunt. Both J-Lo and Shakira's streaming numbers have spiked. Shakira's Wherever Whenever is the number one song on iTunes, even though it was first released 19 years ago. Now, it's an epidemic across the country, thieves targeting ATM machines. And as these caught-on-tape moments show, the crooks go to great lengths to get to the cash. Our Lisa Guerrero investigates. The footage is shocking. A pickup truck smashes into a grocery store. But this driver isn't done. He goes on the other side and zooms straight through. Why is this happening? Because crooks are after the ATM machine. They load it in the truck and they're off. With the use of brute force, brazen ATM thefts are happening all over the country. In Chicago, a crook wraps a rope around the ATM and gives the signal. A truck then hauls the machine through the front door. In New York City, thieves carry an ATM out of a laundromat and into a waiting getaway van. Outside New Orleans, a truck demolishes the front of this store. A gang gets out, scoops up the ATM, and makes a quick getaway. Outside Seattle, a surveillance system caught every step of an ATM heist. It was, it was crazy. It was like an explosion. Barry Nelson owns the popular Jersey's Sports Bar where the theft took place. First, a truck scouts out the place. Then one crook hooks the front door with a chain connected to the truck. They grabbed the handle with the chain and ripped that off. They just ripped it off and then they put another chain on the ATM and dragged that out. This was gone. Gone. All gone. All gone. Glass everywhere. Yeah, they knew exactly what they were doing. They looped wow. it and they were out. Their take was only 500 bucks. Who thinks of this stuff? But it wound up costing Nilsen much more. My insurance doubled. I'm at $30,000 a year. I'm high risk. 65-year-old James Fredman was at a truck stop outside Dallas when he literally walked into an ATM theft. I saw the two thugs. One was carrying the chain. The other one was holding the door. He tries to stop them. That's when he gets punched in the head and thrown down. That was really violent. Mm -hmm. James, what were you thinking doing that? You, you really put yourself in harm's way here. I was just thinking that... These guys coming in here take something that doesn't belong to them, and it can't be. The ATM thieves in that last video are still on the run. Now, don't leave an iron out when this dog is around. This dog sure looks like he's up to no good. 
The curious pup knocks over the iron and ironing board, and they land on the floor heating grate. One hour later, you guessed it, flames erupt. The nine-month-old dog named Kahuna doesn't seem to have a care in the world, lounging on the couch as the fire breaks out. At this point, he checks out the growing fire, then wisely decides it's time to go. Fortunately, firefighters in Los Alamos, New Mexico, extinguished the fire. But look at the damage it caused. Bad dog. And it's estimated 1,000 fires a year are started by pets. And we will be right back with much more Inside Edition right after this. Next, lost for five days. I think I got him. Found floating on his back on a life preserver. And whatever happened to Backpack Kid? Backpack Kid returns. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. You've seen the commercials, the pan that nothing sticks to. See the exceptional difference. Next, Inside Edition, see what happens when we put the pan to the test. Hey! Wow. <laughs> this is not what it shows in the commercial. Watch the next Inside Edition. He's the kayaker who ended up lost in the Florida Everglades for five days. Then came the incredible moment when a helicopter spotted him floating on his back. Everyone, how far around this bend is he? Just keep coming. An extraordinary rescue mission. A kayaker missing for five days is found alive floating in the Florida Everglades. Copy that. I think I got him. There he is, floating face up and wearing his life jacket. 67-year-old Mark Meal disappeared after embarking on a week-long solo kayaking trip. The husband and father was reported missing by his family when he failed to return. The Florida Everglades is a natural habitat for alligators and crocodiles, so you can only imagine his family's concern. A break in the search operation came when rangers found his cell phone that had washed up on shore. They used his last known location to help track him down the next day. The relieved kayaker grabs onto a metal pole. His rescue comes just in time. Stand by, we're getting him out of the water. He's got hypothermia, I think. He was convulsing. Uh, he, he'd been in the water for two solid days, and it's been really cold. All right, subject is recovered. They have him on board. Outstanding. Good job, guys. The man is now in stable condition. His family calls it a miracle. And we'll be right back with much more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come, whatever happened to Backpack Kid? Backpack Kid returns. He became a viral sensation with his floss dance, but whatever happened to Backpack Kid? Well, here is what he is up to today. Remember Backpack Kid? He was just 15 when he performed on Saturday Night Live with Katy Perry. Russell Hornig was a big hit when Inside Edition brought him to Times Square. Everyone wanted to do the floss dance, from NFL players to video games. Hi, Mom. So, whatever happened to Backpack Kid? He's 18 years old and lives at home in suburban Atlanta. Hey, come check out my room. His room doubles as his studio. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Backpack Kid, and welcome to my newest YouTube video. Right now, I'm with Inside Edition, and we're filming in my room. He has a new music video out. And he has 466,000 YouTube subscribers and 2 million Instagram followers. 
generating big bucks from advertisers. At least six figures, that's all I'm gonna say. At least six figures. That's a year. Who knew his little floss dance with Katy Perry would lead to all this? Okay, bye mom. Bye, hon. What does his mom think? Being the mom of the backpack kid is the most stressful and fun thing I've done in my life. <laughs> and no surprise here. Russell is planning on marketing a line of, yep, backpacks. And when we come back, why grown-ups should not play with toy cars. Finally for you today, it looks like somebody needs a hand. <laughs> this woman is stuck in a toy truck meant for little ones. <laughs> she tries and tries but can't free herself. She's making progress. Oops, at last, she's out. <laughs> but she's okay, folks, and that is Inside Edition for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you right back here next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.